It roamed the seas. It served an evil dictator. It survived a war. And only then did it make its way to an auto repair shop's bathroom in Florence, New Jersey. We're talking about Hitler's toilet. This is a story about how something innocuous can become something sinister and the power of a good one-liner. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Alice Obscura, an exploration of the world's strange and unusual places. And today, we're headed to a New Jersey mechanic's bathroom. How exactly did this artifact end up there? And what does it mean? That's after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The ship was called the Aviso Grill. It was built in Hamburg in 1934 to serve a newly powerful Nazi party. And over the next few years, it carried top-ranking Nazis, including Hitler himself, around Europe. And for a time, it was the largest yacht in the world, one symbol among many of the Nazis' frightful power and terrifying ambitions. When the Allied forces won World War II, the ship was seized and came into American custody. Hitler's former yacht, the Grill, has sailed her last voyage. Her last bell has been struck. The Grill is heading to the scrap pile at Bordenton, New Jersey. This is from an old newsreel. The Aviso Grill was a huge boat, almost 380 feet long. A close-up shows a bell on the deck bearing the Nazi emblem, and the reel ends up showing an official in a shirt and tie taking the ceremonial first torch to the hull. Last port of call for a madman's toy, they strike the signal flags of the $4 million yacht acquired by Hitler at the height of his power. From here, the Aviso Grill was taken a mile downriver to a salvage yard in Fieldsboro, New Jersey, which is just a few miles from Florence. This much we know. The rest is legend. The owner that I bought the garage off of, Sam Carlani, he used to play cards like every Friday night. There was a group of guys that played poker here at the garage. That's Greg Kofelt. He's the current owner of Greg's Automotive Repair in Florence. And Greg bought the shop from Sam Carlani, who took it over when it was already a really old shop. So old that when it opened, it didn't have indoor plumbing. 
shop was built around 1912 to 1914. It wow. actually had uh, stables out back, and they did blacksmithing before they started working on cars. Now, imagine the weekly poker night, right? These guys, 1940s dudes, are probably having a couple beers or sodas, but there's no bathroom. But one of the guys at the card table owned the salvage yard. His name was Harry Doan. He offered them a toilet and sink off of the yacht so they didn't have to walk across the street to the owner's home to use the bathroom all the time. That's Mm -hmm. how it ended up actually coming from the yacht to be here. And that's it. A couple of poker buddies. And one friend gives the other one a free toilet. I actually knew about the toilet before I even bought the building. Because we used to come here as kids because he had an old Coke machine that we'd buy sodas out of. And the lure was always that there was a toilet and sink here from Hitler's yacht. Everyone grows up hearing strange stories about their town or neighborhood, but it's hard to find a stickier legend than this. All you have to say is that was Hitler's toilet. And it's almost a guarantee that the person you told will tell someone else. And it's not pure folklore. There's some reason to believe the stories, some evidence. I noticed that the sink had German handles on it. I don't know what they said, but they were in German writing. And you could tell it was old. It had some chips and cracks in it. German writing on the handles, a pretty archaic font. It looks era-appropriate, which doesn't confirm the lineage, but provides just enough to make a local legend and to draw attention from well beyond Florence, New Jersey. Local papers actually all picked up on it. The New York Times actually picked up on it. Uh, When Roadside America put it on the internet for a roadside oddity, people would just randomly stop in and ask to look at it and take pictures of it. It could be two, three times a week. I mean, I'd be working on a car, you know, in the driveway, and I'd see a guy walking down the street with a camera, and first thing I'd say, you know, bathroom's back in the right rear corner. And he'd be like, how do you know what I'm here for? I'm like, you wouldn't be walking down to take pictures of me. I said, you got a camera for a reason. You probably want to take pictures of the toilet and the sink. That was quite common. I was even actually, I made uh, Time Magazine's top 10 toilets. <laughs> also on the list, Thomas Crapper's toilet, Elvis Presley's toilet, and Marcel Duchamp's fountain urinal. But it was all in a day's work for Greg Kofeld. With one arm, he was making adjustments underneath the car's hood, and with the other, he's pointing strangers to Hitler's toilet at the back of his shop. It never bothered me in the least bit. It was nothing special about it. It was just an old toilet. I gotta tell you, looking at this thing, he's right. Nothing appears particularly different or unique about it at a quick glance. It's just old, and honestly, it's pretty gross. It's it's clearly very well used. It, it basically looks like an auto body shop toilet open to strangers driving from the highway, which it was. The toilet worked till the day I took it out. Um, the sink worked. It never had hot water. All told, the toilet and the sink served Greg and his customers, not to mention all the drive-by visitors, for years before they were first removed to travel with Greg to England to be featured in a BBC antique show. Greg thought he might sell them as part of the program, but he didn't. And the sink was damaged on his way back to New Jersey. No longer functional, the toilet and sink sat out of use in the shop for a few more years. Still drawing visitors, of course. And then another television show from England came over 
and that was a show called War Treasures. And they ended up filming here in town, and they ended up making an offer on the toilet and taking it. So came the end of the toilet's time in New Jersey. It crossed the sea once more, back to England with the television crew. And Greg doesn't know for sure whether it's still there today or somewhere else. I want to pause here and acknowledge that there's something kind of disturbing about all of this. Not that the toilet posed a danger to anyone, but that it attests to the idea that objects with horrific histories are all around us in plain sight. They trade hands, they continue to serve their purpose, and you can casually encounter them and have no idea. One of my customers that I met when I first bought the business said he bought a load of teak wood off of the Doan Salvage Company and made a deck for his house down on Long Beach Island. Wood from this same yacht was built into someone's Jersey beach house, all because it floated into Harry Doan's shipyard. Florence and surrounding New Jersey is said to be filled with other bits of the ship, which was fully dismantled. A phone, a table, life preservers. But something about the toilet, the absurdity of it, the horror mixed with the mundane, drew people in. They were trying to prove the providence of the toilet and sink that I had on the first show. And they were asking, you know, did I have providence? And I'm like, it was two friends and it came from a salvage yard. We'll never know for sure. Back in 1951, when Harry Doan began scrapping the Aviso grill, the yacht was taken apart and sold in pieces specifically so that it wouldn't become a monument to the dictator. But if one thing were going to remain connected back to Hitler all these decades later, maybe a dirty, well-used toilet in a New Jersey auto body shop is exactly the right thing. The banality of evil commodified. This podcast is a co-production of Alice Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was reported by Matthew Taub. Our production team includes Chris Naka, Doug Baldinger, Camille Stanley, Sarah Wyman, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. And I'm Dylan Thuress, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Talk to you soon. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Hi, I'm Willa Paskin, the host of Decoder Ring, Slate's podcast about cracking cultural mysteries. On Decoder Ring, we dive down rabbit holes and obsessively explore questions hiding in plain sight. Like, why has slow dancing gone out of style? And when did we all become obsessed with hydration? And where did the word mullet, you know, to describe a hairstyle come from. That's Decodering, named one of the best podcasts of 2023 by the New York Times. Listen to new episodes every two weeks and make sure to follow us so you never miss one.